back to Relic Radio Thrillers. This week, we're going to hear from the Theater Guild on the Air, a series that aired over ABC and NBC stations from September of 1945 to June of 1953. Over 300 episodes were produced. Our story today is their production of The Third Man. This one aired January 7th, 1951. United States Steel Hour presents the Theater Guild on the Air, starring Joseph Cotton and Sidney Hassel with Anthony Ireland in The Third Man. <laughs> Helping to build a better America through better steels and products of steel is the job of the industrial family that serves the nation, United States Steel. Look for our trademark, USS, on any steel product. It's your guide to quality steel. And now, as the lights go down at the Velasco Theater in New York, here, speaking for the Theater Guild, one of America's foremost theatrical producers, is Roger Pryor, with a word about our play and players. Tonight, the Theater Guild on the air inaugurates another year of outstanding radio drama with the first radio presentation of the David O. Selznick motion picture triumph, The Third Man, from the story by Graham Greene. As our stars, we bring you Joseph Cotton, who will recreate his original screen role of Holly Martins, and Sidney Hassel, who plays Anna. Anthony Ireland, the way stage success Black Chiffon, plays Major Calloway. Our featured players are Barry Kroger, Herbert Berghoff, and Stephen Schnappel. We raise the curtain now on The Third Man, adapted for radio by Halsted Wells and directed by Homer Fickett. knew the old Vienna before the war. By the time I got there, it was already in the classic period of the black market and charming buildings with fountains and cupids all bombed out. But if Vienna looked somber from the train window, at least the sun was sunny and my spirits brightened as I stepped off headed past an American MP. Hey there, passport. Oh, I'm Holly Martins. I'm expecting passport, a... please. Oh, oh, uh, here you are. Purpose of your visit? A friend of mine offered me a job here. Where do you figure to stay? With him. What's his name? Lime. Harry Lime. He's American. Okay. Here's your passport, Mr. Martins. Uh, what's the matter? Well, I don't know where to go. I thought he was going to meet me here. Oh, wait a second. I got this address. Show it to a cab driver. He'll take it. Well, I'd walk. 15, Steve Grasser? Oh, I'm broke. You see, I was in Paris broke when I got this letter offering me a job. Well, I'll let it see. You go out here to the front of the depot and follow the main drag till you come to the fourth fountain. Then uh, turn right and go on down the... Come to see Mr. Lime. Harry Lime. Lime? Uh. Le- yeah. 
Yeah, Vince, как легко, мой любимый. Ты портер здесь? Да, портер. Да, они приходят за спать. Десять минут. Уже пошли. Кто? Кто пошел? В семитерии. С его друзьями. В кофе. Кофе? Кто кофе? Твой друг, мистер Лэм. Аксидент. Хилдет once by the car. Killed. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, in front of the house. Have seen it, Mercedes? What? Really a shock. You want maybe I call you a cab to the cemetery? No, thanks, no, thanks, no cab. No? Cobblestone roads for miles lined with scraggly cypress. It was quite a hike to the cemetery, quite a cemetery. Miles of it. Finally, through a clump of cypress, I saw a little group by an open grave. Priest reading the service. All down in hiding, guys. There's something curious and grim about that little group. An English major, intelligent-looking, tight-lipped. Next to him, two men with a wreath. Dark, well-dressed in an odd way, probably Austrian. They kept eyeing me suspiciously. And then there was this girl. She didn't see me at all, just kept staring in the grave, all dreamy and sad and very striking. What could these people be to Harry Lyne? That was that. We sprinkled spoons full of dirt on the grave, and the service was over. The girl turned and left down the long road. I started to follow. English major came up to me. Are you a friend of Lyme? Yes. Like a left to town, I've got a jeep here. Thanks. My name's Calloway. Martins. You could do with a drink, couldn't you? Uh, Sergeant Payne. Yes, sir. We'll go back now. Come on, hop in, Mr. Martins. Where to, sir? Where would you suggest? Uh, for a drink, sir? Uh, for several drinks. Well, sir, if it's for several drinks, then it ought to be the Cottonstrasse bar. Be quiet this time of day. No, 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 thank you, Major. Not another drop will start boiling in my beer. I guess no one knew Harry as I did. When did you see him last? Four years ago. Best friend I ever had, aside from a horse. Sounds like a cheap novelette. Well, I write cheap novelettes. Ever read The Lone Rider of Santa Fe? No, sorry. Death at Double X Ranch? No. Bloody shame. Criminal. What is? Him dying like that. Heard from him only last month. Offered me a job. Now he's dead. Best thing that ever happened. What'd you say? Harry Lyme was a racketeer. Who are you, a cop? Listen, Calloway, he was my friend. If you think you can... In fact, he was one of the richest and most unsavory characters in the city of Vienna. Say another word against Harry, I'll let you have it smacked between the eyes. Do you have any need for me, sir? Thank you, Payne. Payne, offhand, could you possibly think of a form of humanity lower than Harry Lyme? Cops. You're all cops. Anything you can't solve, pin it on a dead man. Rackets, murder... That's right. Murder was a big part of Harry Lyme's racket. He lived on murders. Death Why, brought him... you dirty cop! Oh. Oh. Thank you, Payne. 
thoughtful of you to stop him. You almost got me first. Oh, Payne. Yes, sir? When he comes to, take him around to the Sackers Hotel for the night. Very well, sir. I'll ship him out on tomorrow's plane. Here we are, Mr. Martins. Just step up to the desk and sign. Passport, please, sir. Will you fill this out? Only my... Not only Martins, the writer. That's me. Excuse me, Sergeant. Did I hear you say you had a writer? Polly Martin, sir. Oh, he's very good, sir. I've read quite a few of his books. Uh, Death of the Double X Rod, sir. Oh, Mr. Martins. My name is Crabbin. I represent the CRS of GHQ. You do? I- I'll tell you what, Mr. Martins. On Wednesday night at our institute, a cultural relations section of General Headquarters, we're having a little lecture on the contemporary novel. I thought perhaps you'd like to speak. Well, I'm only staying as long as my money holds out, and I should think that might be another ten minutes. Oh, well, Mr. Marston, if you'd agree to be our guest speaker, we'd be li- delighted to put you on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. Well, uh, uh, bye-bye, then. I'll drive you back, Mr. Crabbins. Mr. Martins, excuse me, sir. This gentleman has been waiting for you. Who? I am Baron Kurtz. I was a friend of Harry Lyme. I saw you at the funeral. Very glad to meet you. I think you called at Harry's house this morning, uh, talked with a porter. That's right, I did. If you would care to hear how the accident happened... I certainly would. Good. Then I will show you the very spot. Uh, Come, please. Harry and I came out of his house like this, Mr. Martin, and we were walking this way. A friend of his called to him from over there. Harry went across, and from up there came the truck. It was just about here. Here. His friend and I picked him up. The two of us carried him to this statue, and this is where he died. But even at the end, his thoughts were of you. What did he say, Baron Kurtz? I don't remember the exact words. Holly, I may call you Holly, may I not? But you said he died instantaneously. How could he... Well, he died before the uh, ambulance could reach him. Who was this friend who called to him? A Romanian. A Mr. Popescu. I'd like to talk to him. He's left Vienna. Do you have some purpose to speak to him? Yes. Yes, I want to clear Harry's name. The police have a crazy notion that he was mixed up in some sort of racket. <laughs> they get rather absurd ideas sometimes. Well, I say good day now. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, Baron. Who was at the funeral besides you? Only his doctor, Dr. Winkler. Wasn't there a girl there? Girl? Yeah, a blind. She looked wonderful, only maybe she had a little too much shellac. Ah, yeah, she's some girl of the Josefstadt Theater. A friend of Harry's, but you oughtn't to speak to her. It would only cause her pain. By the way, where can I reach you again? Uh, I live in the Russian sector. You find me at the Casanova Club every night. Right, Baron. I still think it won't do Harry any good if you go chasing after that girl. You do much better to think of yourself. Don't you worry. I won't get hurt.
Matt. Oh, Miss Matt. Miss Matt. Was wünschen Sie? Ich habe doch gesagt, Sie kann niemand sehen. Excuse me, but I recognized you on the stage when I figured out your name from the program, then I came back. I'm a friend of Harry Lyne. Oh? Holly Martins. I saw you at the funeral. Oh. Uh, come in. Thank you. Uh, won't you sit down? Did Harry ever tell you about me? No. Had you known him some time? Yes. For some time. You were in love with him, weren't you? In love? I knew it when I saw you at the grave. Yes. I was completely in love with Harry. And now he's dead. And I want to be dead, too. I was talking to another friend of Harry's, Baron Kurtz. Although I don't know how he ever could have been a close friend. Well, perhaps Dr. Winkle was a closer friend. Dr. Winkle? Yes. He was at the funeral, too. He was Harry's doctor. He came along just after the accident. He testified at the inquest. You at the inquest? Yes. Everyone said it wasn't the driver's fault. Harry wouldn't hire anyone that wasn't very careful. You mean it was... Harry's own driver who hit him? Yes. Well, I don't get it. What goes here? Baron Kurtz and this Romanian stand watching while Harry's driver runs him down, and then along comes Harry's doctor. See what I mean? No one saw anything except this group. I'm beginning to think maybe... Maybe it wasn't an accident. Oh, what difference could it make? What difference? He's dead, isn't he? But if it's an accident, that's one thing. If they bumped him off, that... Look, will you go with me to Harry's house as a porter there? So it happened. If he saw it, then why worry? Will you go with me? You could talk to him in German. Will you? All right. All right, I don't mind. Yo, esten esentita. Gleich da unten. Da unten ist es passiert. Passiert uh, English. What's he saying? He says it happened right down there. You can see it from this window. You saw it? Not saw. Heard. Heard. I heard the brakes. Now, was he still alive? I was told that he did not die at once. No, no. Er war gleich tot. I mean, Frau Schmidt, wie sagt man in English gleich tot? Died at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died at once. Well, that sounds crazy. If if he died at once, how could he have talked about me? Papa! Yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 excuse me, I go, my no. wife called why, me. And, why, uh, why didn't you talk at the end? Oh, I wasn't the only one who did not talk. Oh, who else? Come on, come on, who else? Listen, uh, three men... Help to carry your friend to the statue. Now, Baron Kurtz. Yes. This Romanian Papesco. Yes. And? Who was the third man? Uh, who? Yes. <laughs> yes. There was a third man. He didn't give evidence oh, to so Why should I... I smell nothing. Uh, yeah, 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 come here. Excuse me, please. My wife, Listen. you see. My wife... To, uh... Listen, who was the third man? You don't mean the doctor. No, no. He came later, later. Martins was told there were only two men there. No, no. Third man. You've got to tell this story to the police. Police? Yes. Police? No, no, no. No, no, no. You no, won't police. go to the police. I will. Stop that. Mr. Man, why won't Mr. Man here? 
was that little kid? Please, the little boy always makes trouble, and and now you 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 go, yes, you you know now that everything was an accident. Devil, it was an accident. How do you know the three men didn't kill him? It, it was accident. Yeah. He knows nothing. He saw nothing. nothing. He, he said yeah. Not my business. I I said nothing. Go at once, please go. Why the streets are black? Ruined buildings look as if they're ready to gobble us up. Shall I walk you home, Anna? Mister Martin, why don't you leave Vienna? What's not? You're afraid about something. I'm only afraid that whatever it is, it's deep and dirty like a sewer. There's no point in your trying to clean it out. In other words, you're saying you know Harry was murdered. I'm saying I don't know anything, except if you, you keep on in this, you'll probably get yourself murdered. You sound serious. As long as you can't really help Harry, why risk your neck? Maybe I'm risking it for you. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Bottom? I think death is the bottom of everything. Death and loneliness. You mean that's true for you? Yes. And for you, too, if you keep on in this. Well, we... We don't have to have death and loneliness, do we? Can't things change? Good night, Mr. Martin. May I walk you home? Oh, yes, if you want. I want. Listening to The Third Man, produced by the Theater Guild on the air and presented by the United States Steel Corporation. And now the curtain rises on Act Two of The Third Man, starring Joseph Cotton as Martins and Sidney Hasso as Anna, with Anthony Ireland as Calloway. Featured are Barry Kroger, Herbert Berghoff, and Stephen Schnabel. When we got to Anna's room, it was full of MPs, Russian, American, French, English... Major Calloway was there, rummaging through Anna's things. I'm sorry, Miss Schmidt, you'll have to open but this. But, Major, please, it's my letter. Hey, take these letters along and come along yourself, Miss Schmidt. We're going to need you. They but took I... away her letters, her passport, dragged her off to headquarters. <laughs> the next night, I ran into her at the Catanova Bar. That was the place Baron Kurtz told me about. He was the manager there. Come this way, Mr. Martins. Uh, Fräulein Schmidt sits here waiting for you. Thank you, Baron. You see all of Harry's friends gather here. Oh, hello, Diana. Please sit down. Drink? Whiskey, thank Two whiskeys, please. Five whiskeys. I hear the police took away your passport. Well, it was forged. Harry had it forged for me. Oh, oh. where are you from? I'm from Czechoslovakia. 
I ran away. The Russians were trying to get me back. So Harry helped me out. What'll happen now? What will happen? Oh, I suppose the Russians will arrest me. If they can. Hello there, Mr. Martins. Remember me? Crabbin, CRS of GHQ. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, How are you, Mr. Crabbin? Don't forget your lecture tomorrow. Lecture? On the modern novel. Oh, by the way, I've given you a title. You're going to speak on the crisis of faith. Oh, I am. Well, what do you know? Yes, well, then, bye-bye. Bye. Cigarette, Anna. Thank you. By the way, I called on Harry's doctor this afternoon. Dr. Binkley? Yeah, I wanted to get his opinion whether the death was accidental or not. Learn anything? He said the injuries to the skull would have been the same whether Harry fell or was pushed. But he, he was evasive, sly. That guy has rat eyes. Here's Quits. It's right, Whiskey. Uh, Mr. Martins, my friend Dr. Winkel said you called on him this afternoon. Uh, wasn't he helpful? Well, he was limited. Uh, Mr. Popescu is here tonight. Oh, I thought he left Vienna. Popescu! Popescu! Come, please. He is back now. Huh? You call me? Uh, Mr. Popescu, Mr. Martins. How do you do? Any friend of Harry's is a friend of mine. Mr. Pepesco, I understand you were with Harry when he was killed. It was terrible, Mr. Martins. Terrible. I have never seen a man killed before. Sounds to me as if there was something funny about the whole thing. Funny? Or something wrong. Who was the third man? The third man? third man would you be referring to, Mr. Martin? I was told that a third man helped you and Kurtz to carry the body. No. No, there were just the two of us. Me and the Baron. Kurtz, who could have told Mr. Martin's a story like that? Who indeed? The porter at Harry's place. Aha. And what else did he tell you? That Harry was dead before you got into the statue. He said that? Yes. Yes. I have a hunch he saw a lot more than he says. Not necessarily. Pesco, was it possible that Harry was mixed up in some racket? No. That's quite impossible. Did you ever know a man called Harbin? Me? No. Kurtz? Harbin? Joseph Harbin. Joseph Harbin. No? No, why? Who's he? Major Calloway was asking me about him. The police say that Joseph Harbin disappeared the same day Harry was killed. That's odd. Rather interesting. Coincidence. <laughs> Look at Mr. Martins. He listens so serious, eh, Kurt? Mr. Martins, you must learn what the city Vienna is for the coincidence. Yeah, well, I'll I think I'll be off. Want to come for a walk, Anna? Yes. You can take me home. Good night, Fräulein Schmidt. You are such a nice girl. But you too are a stranger in Vienna. You ought to go careful. Mr. Martins, everybody ought to go careful in a city like this. Good night, Professor. Good night, sir. Good night. Oh, Kurtz. Yes? Call Dr. Winkle. Ask him to meet us at the bridge. We will then go together to call on the porter, who seems to know so much. Good. Good. Possibly... He knows who is this stranger, Mr. Harvey.
Walking home, the sky was so black, wind is so black, you couldn't tell which buildings were bombed and which weren't. It had rained. Every once in a long while, we came to a street light, made the pavement glisten like an island in the empty black. Everything empty, no cabs, no trolleys. All we heard was the echo of our heels. Holly, hmm? that's Harry's house. Well? Yes, but look at the people in front of the door. Something is wrong. Uh, what's the matter? Uh, uh, what is lost? The porter is umgebracht worden. What's that body they're carrying? The porter. He's dead. Dead? Kaput. Oh, look, Kaput. look, his throat's cut. He's been murdered. Come on, Holly. You better get out of here. That's that little rat we saw on the stairs. What are they pointing at me for? Yes, the murder, the murder. The little boy says you're the murderer. He says he saw you. Well, let's turn around. All the people are staring at you. All right, now start walking back as if we didn't understand. I wish that brat would, would stop pointing at me. Murder. The little boy. He says he saw you slit the porter's throat. And the people believe him. Yeah. Step down this alley. Oh, there he comes around the corner. Look at that pudgy little wretch. He's still pointing at me. The crowd is starting after us. Here we go, Anna. Run for it. Fast as you can and run. We ran for it. Oh, dear God, here they come. Down the alleys, down great flights of steps, stumbling through ruins, racing across a great cobblestone square, bang into a little movie house. We waited. When we came out, no one was in sight. Not a soul in all that square. Don't take me home, Molly. Okay. I guess I'd better not see you anymore. You'll be safer without me. What are you going to do? I wish I knew. Holly, please don't try to find out any more of this for yourself. You'll end up like the porter. Sounds as if you're worried about me. I am. Well, that's wonderful. Because if you're worried about someone, then life can't be all death and loneliness. Can it, Anna? No. I suppose not quite. Anna. No. Holly, go to Major Calloway. Get him to put you on that plane. All right, fine. I guess that's best. I'll be sensible. I'll get a cab. Good night. Good night. Hey, hey, taxi, taxi, you free? Yeah, yeah, free. I'll get a nice, sensible cab. Bye, Anna. Goodbye. I thank you. So far. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I haven't told you where to go yet. Hey, driver, driver. What is this, a frame up? Come on, let me out of here. Going that door, please. Who, who are you anyway? One of that gang? Please, they are waiting. I'll bet they are waiting to, waiting to slice my throat. Oh, Mister Mountain, this me, Clappin. Oh. We're all waiting. We thought you'd forgotten your lecture. He took me into an auditorium, introduced me from the stage, and I stumbled through a few stupid remarks. They had a question period afterwards. By then, I'd driven most of the audience away, but I didn't care. I was so relieved to be safe. 
safe and snug inside where there were lights and friendly faces and people who were asking questions in my language. And suddenly a man stood up. It was the Romanian, Popesco. Can I ask a question? Yes. Mr. Martin, are you engaged on a new book? Yes, it's called The Third Man. A novel, Mr. Martin? It's a murder story based on fact. Mixing fact and fiction? Should I make it all fact? Why, no, Mr. Martin. I'd say stick to fiction. Street fiction. I'm too far along with the book, Mr. Popesco. Haven't you ever scrapped the book, Mr. Martin? Never. A pity. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, if there are no more questions for Mr. Martin, I think I can call the meeting officially closed. Then began a real nightmare chase. Popesco had two thugs with him. They stood at the back waiting for me to leave. And I headed for a side door. I saw stairs. I ran up them. When I stopped to look over the railing, there they were racing up after me, their feet pounding like my heart. I latched onto some door, any door, and then I went into a pitch-dark room. Suddenly, something sliced into my head. It was the parrot. I sucked out the fire escape. On the ground again, I scrambled over ruins and black backyards till finally I found the shambles of a car that must have been buried in an explosion. I flopped in. I sat. And they went by. Uh, Martins, you've been blundering around with the worst bunch of racketeers in Vienna. So now you're going to hear the facts. You haven't told me a single one so far. Have you ever heard of penicillin? Well... In Vienna, there hasn't been enough penicillin to go around. So a nice trade started here. Stealing penicillin from the military hospitals, adulterating it to make it go further, and selling it to six people, sick people at $300 a tube. I came here to talk to you about a murder, and you wanted to These speak to were the murders, rest. too. Men with gangrenous legs, women in childbirth, children with meningitis. That is the racket your precious friend, Harry Lyme, organized. Adulterated penicillin. Now, all you can do is blame a dead man. Here, here. Look at these fingerprints from my file. They're hairy. Proving what? Well, now take a look at this enlargement. It's an infrared photo of a jar of the adulterated penicillin. Now, you see the fingerprints on the jar? They're hairies, too. Well, what do you say now, Mr. Martin? I'm waiting for you, Calloway. Well, there was a medical orderly named Joseph Harbin who disappeared the day Harry was killed. Harbin worked for Lyme and stole the stuff from the laboratories. And then they adulterated it to make it go further. Adulterated penicillin. Would you like to know what it does to children? But take a look at this photo. A row of coffins. And here's another row. These were mothers and babies from a nursing home. All dead from Harry's penicillin. Some, of course, uh, went insane. Okay, okay, Calloway, I quit. You win. We'll send across that airplane ticket in the morning. Good night, Major. I'd keep off the streets if I were you. It'd be safer. I was thinking I might like to see Harry's girl. Good enough, Martins, and, uh, goodbye. Hello? Major Galloway, Colonel Brodsky, Russian sector. Yes? Can I have that woman's passport? You know, the Anna Schmidt one. Oh, we're not going to pick her up for that, are we? What can I do? 
I have received my instructions. With your permission, then, I will send in for it. Well, I'd better be going on. I felt I had to talk to you about Harry once more. Maybe about me, too. Hey, kitty. Kitty, kitty. Sleepy kitty. <laughs> Cat doesn't seem to like me. Goes right out the window. You only like Harry. Harry. Harry the Great. $300 a tube. Why, in the letter he sent to me, he said he was in charge of a medical charity. I was supposed to come to Vienna and write for it. Probably thought I could raise the price for him $350 a tube. Oh, please, Holly. For heaven's sake, stop making him in your image. Harry was real. He wasn't just your friend and my friend. He was Harry. Uh, you talk about him as, as if he had occasional bad manners. Whoever killed him, there was some sort of justice. Maybe I would have killed him myself. Maybe you would. Don't look down your nose at me. Oh, I'm just a hack writer who drinks too much and falls in love with girls. Listen, Anna. If I make comic faces and stand on my head, what a standard chance with you. <laughs> First time I ever saw you laugh. Do it again. There isn't enough for two laughs. What are you trying to wait for? Anna. Tears? Tears for dead, dead Harry? Of me leaving Vienna. Hi. Aren't you going to telephone? Have the jeep come for you? Oh, everybody must be in bed now. I'll walk. But it isn't safe. So what if something happens? Who cares? Not me, not you. Night. Kitty. What are you doing down here on the street, Kitty? Kitty, Kitty, Kitty. Come on, Kitty. Come on out of that dark doorway. What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Kitty? Kitty, Kitty? Well, you won't come to me. I'll come to you. Got a mouse there? What are you purring so? Who's that? Who's that standing in the dark? I can see your foot. I can see that cat rubbing against your foot. Come on, come on, step out in the light. Come on, let me see your face. Hello, Holly. Harry. Just wanted to look at you, old man. And Anna, too. Look, there she is in the window. Don't mind if I run now, do you? Harry. Harry Lyme, wait for me. Harry, wait. Holly. Is that you down there? Anna, I saw him. What are you talking about? He's alive, Anna. Harry's alive. Harry, alive? He came out of the shadows. He grinned and said my name, and then he ran. Harry, it must be trick, or it's a trap. Trick or trap, or whatever it is, I saw Harry Lyman, and I'm going after him. Harry! 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 You are listening to The Third Man, produced by the Theater Guild on the air and presented by the United States Steel Corporation. 
pause now for station identification. Curtain rises on Act Three of The Third Man, starring Joseph Cotton and Sidney Hasso with Anthony Ireland. Featured are Barry Kroger, Herbert Berghoff, and Stephen Schnabel. I caught a glimpse of Harry at the next corner. Then I chased him zigzagging down the narrow street till he came to an open square. And he disappeared, completely disappeared in that open square. telephone to Major Calloway. He wouldn't believe me, but when he came, he found a passage that led from the square down to the sewers. We climbed down. This way, Martin. Keep climbing down. Don't slip on the ladder. Tremendous underground tunnels, catwalks over the running water, networks of tunnels for miles, all echoes and stink and filthy black except for a lonely light bulb string every now and then. Actually, I don't know why we bother to look down here. It must be out for an hour, Yes, come along, Martin. We'll go out to the cemetery. Have a look in that coffee. Same miles of cobblestones, only black. Same miles of cypresses, only blacker and confusing the sky. We came to the grave. They lighted flares. The gravediggers dug up the casket. Calloway hopped down to open it. Here, Payne, give me a hand with the lid. Uh, hold the torch a minute, Martins. Uh, off a moment, sir. There's a, a catch over here, like a trunk catch. Yes, of course, sir. The thing might be empty. Oh, it's a now. Sounded like a now. Uh, I think it's got it, sir. Shall we open now? Good heavens. Look at that. <laughs> Bit of a surprise, sir. What's the matter? Is it empty? By no means. Who is it, Major? Do you recognize him? Payne. That corpse looked familiar. Yes, indeed, sir. That's Joseph Harbin. Harbin. Medical orderly at the General Hospital. The man that used to work for Harry Lyme and disappeared on the day Harry supposedly died. Payne, bring in that girlfriend of Lyme's. I want to have a talk. I want the truth, Miss Smith. We know he's alive, and we know that he's in Vienna. Yes? Where? That's if we want to find out from you. Miss Schmidt, I know he's somewhere across the canal in the Russian sector. You may as well help me. In a few minutes, Colonel Brodsky will be questioning you about your papers. If you help me, I might be able to help you. Tell me where Lyme is. I don't know. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. And if I turn you over to the Russians, do you know what they'll do with you? Cart you off to a prison camp. Goodbye, Major. I hope you'll excuse me if I don't sell out my friend. Took me half a day to find where Baron Kurtz lived. It was in the Russian zone, a palace of a place, except it was tumbling down. Right across was an amusement park that had sprung up out of the ruins. I didn't go inside the Baron's place, but I saw him on the balcony. Why, that's you, Martin. 
come up. I'll wait here. I want to talk to Harry. Harry? Are you mad? All right, I'm mad. I've seen a ghost. You tell Harry I want to see it. Be reasonable. Come up and talk. No, thank you. I like the open. Tell him I'll wait in the amusement park by the Ferris wheel. I can still see Harry walking across to me. Sunny day, the park almost deserted. Way off across the empty flat space, I could tell him coming. There was a jaunty swing to his shoulders. A kind of carousel happiness that seemed to grow in his walk as he kept coming nearer and nearer. Then I saw his face, big grin. He held out his hand. Hello, old man. How are you? Hello, Harry. Well, well. I seem to have been giving you quite some busy time. I want to talk to you. Talk to me? Of course. Come on. Let's have a ride on the Ferris wheel. Why? Why? We'll be alone. We can talk better. I got the tickets. Fräulein, bitte. Zwei Karten? Geht in Ordnung. Danke schön. Yeah. Good to see you, Holly. Harry, I was at your funeral. That was pretty smart, wasn't it? You know what's happened to your girl? Mm. She's been arrested. Mm, stop. Stop. Uh, Don't worry, old man. That won't hurt Anna. Handing her over to the Russians. What can I do, old man? I'm dead, aren't I? Steigen Sie hier ein, bitte, meine Herren. Holly, exactly who did... Oh, here we go. Holly, exactly who did you tell about me? I told the police. Unwise, Holly. Very unwise. You see, I'm safe in the Russian zone. That is, I'm safe as long as the Russians can use me. As long as they can use you? Yes. I'm a wise man, Holly. I have a great deal of information. I wondered how they found out about Anna. She'd been left alone all these years, and suddenly they pick her up. I wonder why we're stopping. The motor isn't busted. Something you arranged, Harry? Old man, have you noticed the excellent view from way up here? You told them about Anna, didn't you? Didn't you? Don't try to be a policeman, old man. You know, you ought to leave this thing alone. You never should have gone to the police. Do you mind if I open the door? Why do you want want to open the door? Stuff in here. Think? Here, Holly. Come lean out. Look down there. No thanks, no thanks. Make me dizzy. See those little dots of people? Would you feel any pity if one of those dots stopped moving forever? Huh? Holly? Do you hear me? What if I offered you a thousand dollars for every dot that stopped? Would you really, old man, tell me to keep my money? A lot of good your money will do you in jail. Jail? There's absolutely no proof against me, except you. I'm sure you think I'd be easy to get rid of. Hear that wind? Doesn't that make a sad, strange howl over the city? They'd never hear us up here. So that's why you brought me up here, to get rid of me. Well, thank you. I'm not going to be pushed out. I don't have to push you out. I carry a gun. And I don't think they'd look for a bullet wound after you'd hit that ground. Not from way up here. I'm sure they wouldn't. Wouldn't help you, Harry. Because last night they opened your coffin and found Joseph Harden. 
<laughs> oh, Holly, what fools we are to be talking to each other this way. As though I'd do anything to you, or you to me. Come on, let's close the door. Okay, fine. Let's close the door. It's going to be the end of the ride, Harry. Not for me. I'm still heading places. You could too, Holly. I'll cut you in, old man. There's nobody left in Vienna I can really trust. We've always done everything together. What do you say? No, thanks, pal. I don't have your guts. Well, if you make up your mind, send me a message. I'll meet you any place, any time. And when we do meet, old man, it is you I want to see, not the police. Remember that, will you? Look here, Martins. After what you've told us, you can't expect us to let you fly the coop. Hey, you promised me a plane ticket. I'll keep my promise after you help us to catch Harry Lyon. I want you to arrange to meet him at some cafe here in the International. Well, world. that would work. We'll never get him in the Russian zone. Now, Calloway, 20 years of friendship is a long time. Don't ask me to tie the rope. Okay, forget it. Busy, Major? Uh, what is it, Brodsky? We have identified the girl. Here is her report. Anna Schmidt? I've questioned her. We've got nothing against her. But we have. We shall apply for her at the four-power meeting tomorrow. Oh, I say, Brodsky. I've asked your people to help us with Lyme. He's hiding in your zone. Harry Lyme? That's quite a different case. So long, Major. What will the Russians do with Anna? And nothing you would care to contemplate. Well, let's see now. You want a ticket? Uh, Calloway, what would you pay if I lead you to Harry? Any price. Fix honor up with papers and get her on the train before the Russians grab her? Is that your price for bringing in lime? That's my price. Then that's a deal. Hello, Anna. Holly! What are you doing here? Just want to see you off. How did you know I was leaving? Uh, Have you seen Major Calloway? Well, you send me a wire as soon as you arrive in Paris, won't you? Where is Harry? Where do you think you'll stay in Paris? Did you tell Calloway about meeting Harry? Did you? Of course I didn't. You're lying. Well, you're getting out of here, aren't you? You have seen Calloway. You sold out, uh, Harry. Come on, climb on the trains already. Did you sell him out to get me free? Well, they asked me to help take Harry, and I'm helping. <laughs> How big and honest you must be, informing on your best friend. Poor Harry. Poor Harry wouldn't even lift a finger to help you. You and your precious honor. Squealed on you to the Russians, and, and you s still love him? I don't know whether I love him or I don't. But I know I'd never do a thing to harm him. Hey, your train is pulling out. I'm not going. Not at this price. Oh, Anna, Anna, why do we have to quarrel now? I loved Harry. I thought you loved him, too. Oh, look at yourself. They have names for faces like that. Go on, go on, go away. Show that face to the Major. I can't stand it. <laughs> There was never a question in my mind as to what was right. I knew it was right to turn Harry in, 
And I knew Anna was wrong. Still, she she made me feel like a heel, and, well, I decided to quit. Calloway didn't seem to object too much. But on the way to the airport, he said he had to stop off at the hospital. Asked me to come in. Come along, Martins. We'll walk right down between these row of cots. And there are a lot of kids here. I certainly are. And they're here as the result of Lyme's penicillin racket. Now, this little fellow is delirious. Mm. He had meningitis. They gave it some of Harry's medicine. And now, look at the results. Oh, why do you turn away? Calway, can't. Come and go along. Air seems awfully close in here. Let's let's get out in the corridor. Oh, by the way, Payne lent me one of your books. Oklahoma Kid, I think it was. I liked it. I like your straight-shooting sense of justice. Okay, Calloway, okay, okay, you win. You win again. Very late, streets empty. I sat alone in a dinky little cafe waiting for Harry to come and meet me. In the deep shadows all around the square, police were spotted, waiting, armed. I kept trying to drink a cup of coffee, listening for footsteps coming across the square, waiting for the door to open, and then I'd look up. There'd be Harry. Anna, what are you doing here? You're waiting for Harry, aren't you? How do you know? From court. They've just been arrested. But Harry won't come. He'll stay right in the Russian zone. He's no fool. Drink? No, thank you. Sit down anyway. Fine view of the square from here. You're watching poor Calloway. No, 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 no. Lie. I saw Calloway's face across the street. He's hiding in that arch. So what? So he is. Honest, sensible, sober, harmless Holly Martin. Holly. What a silly name. You must be very proud to be police informer. Well, old man, I'm... Quick, Harry. Harry, the police are outside. Get away, quick. Out the back. Run, Harry. Run! There he goes across the square. Cut him off. Don't fire. Cut him off. He stopped now. Right in the middle of the square. Work around him. Get on all sides. Keep the shadows. He's armed. Oh, what's that? He's going down the manhole, sir. Hey, hey. Take some men and go to the next block. Go to, down into the sewer there. Right, sir. We'll try to cut him off, sir. We'll follow from this end. Coming, Martin. Stand down after me. Coming. Come out! What do you want? You might as well give up. 
to see your face first, though. Step out. Let me see it, pal. Careful, Mr. Martins. He has a gun. Give up, Harry. You're finished. Give up. This time, Harry was in the coffin. Same priest was there. Calloway was there. Anna was there. Standing by the grave, silent and unknown as when I first saw Kurt and Dr. Winkle were absent. Again, the spoons full of earth sprinkled on the Lord coffin. And Anna turned and started off down the road. Climb in, Martins. We'll have to step on it if you're going to catch that plane. Anna looks sad all alone in the road, as if she had an awful way to go. Are you going to pick her up? No. Just let her pass. She wouldn't ride with us anyway. I'll watch now and see if she looks up. See? She didn't look up. But don't keep turning round to watch her. That was such a long, straight, narrow road. Fading away behind her, she looks so desperate. Calloway, wait a minute. Let me out. There's not much time. Well, I can't leave her like this. Well, be sensible, March. Come on, come on, let me out. Don't bother to wait. I stood at the side of the road watching Anna come towards me. I began to hear her sharp heels on the cobblestones. My heart started pounding, my left knee shaking like a kid in public speaking class. I waited. I watched her coming nearer. All inside of me was scrambling for some word to say as she came up, some word to, to stop her and keep her from passing. She kept coming, eyes on the cobblestones, looking lovelier and sadder every step. There she was, right in front of me. My tongue stopped. My heart stopped. I lighted a cigarette. I watched her going down the long road. Watched her get smaller, smaller. And that was that. thriller for this week. Don't forget to visit relicradio.com for more old-time radio, all varieties, all for free, thanks to your support. Like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Your support makes it all happen. Can't do it without you. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. 
Be back next Friday with suspense on our next episode of Relic Radio Thrillers. Thank you.